Welcome to the Life Podcast, where we offer real hope to real people dealing with real life. We filter our thoughts through God's thoughts and our ways through God's ways. We pray you're blessed by this podcast. Enjoy the show. Living Intentionally for Eternity, people. I'm back. I am your host, Dez Oots. And I brought along my guy, the one, the only, the one whose feet never hits the ground, the one whose feet <laughs> stays in the air, <laughs> the creepy crawler, the man who levitates himself, <laughs> Mr. Dave Oots. What's up, my brother? Good morning, Desmond. That 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 introduction, man, is something else. Good morning, good morning, everybody. And it, it is, is early. early. It is early. We're doing this thing early, trying out some new things. So we are glad we're glad to have you back. Um today, as we jump right back into it, um, I just wanted to continue our conversation on manhood. What measures a man? And today we're going to talk about why a man needs purpose, why a man needs purpose to live out what God is calling him to do. So um, with that being said, um, that what anything in your mind, anything that you wanted to kind of jump off with before we actually get into the text and the things that we want to bring out today? Uh, yeah, um, I was just thinking you know, about about the topic that we've been talking about, uh, even the last, you know, the last time we talked and, um, and, and, and what, what hit my spirit was, you know, to recognize those guys out there, um, that we know and that we know are out there that are striving to do the right thing, that are striving to live according to scripture and are actually using the scriptures and, um, to, to kind of guide their lives and to live out their purpose. So that was the one thing that I wanted to talk, talk about really to start out with is just to talk about those guys, man, and recognizing guys that are out here that are getting up early in the morning and, and making it out to men's ministries early on mm-hmm. a Saturday morning, you know, that are on a prayer line late on a Friday night, you know, that are being intentional about raising godly children and, and uh, talking to their sons about manhood and, talking to their daughters about what 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 to look for in a man and trying to be that example for their daughters. So I just want to talk about, you know, start off with recognizing, you know, kingdom yeah. men who are really living according to their purpose or at least trying to do so. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people already know my testimony and how I came to faith. Uh, I think the, the two kingdom men that holds... Uh, who I hold in high respect and regard who've done the most for me. One, I don't know personally at all. And one, I know very personally, um, one will be Paul washer. He's the pastor and the preacher that who I first heard the gospel from and God used that to change my heart. And, 
lead me on this way of uh, salvation with Christianity. Um, I heard him through YouTube, through some other Christian friends. I didn't really know the gospel. I was trying to understand the Bible, but I didn't really know. But then, you know, as the Bible said, the gospel preach. Um, my the scales fell from fell from my eyes. I saw, whoa, I'm a sinner, a desperate sinner <laughs> in need of God's grace. Yeah. And uh that it, right. it shook me. It shook my soul in a good way, but it, it put me on that narrow path. So I'm always in debt um to Paul Washer. And uh, I'll be credit to his account as far as him, his evangelism. So he's a kingdom man to me. He also is just a very strong man from what I can see through the lens of YouTube. He speaks about those things, what it means to be a man, what it means to be committed and passionate for the things of God. So he did a he did a great, great, great deal for me when it came to uh, manhood and the first introduced me to the man, Jesus Christ. And then obviously my uncle. Uh, Pastor mm-hmm. Oots, Uncle Lonzo, uh, you know that's a whole different podcast to talk about. <laughs> talk about how how influential he was in both <laughs> right. my life and your life. Uh, your big brother and my exactly. uncle, uh, and just seeing him live out everything you said earlier. Someone who gets up early, spend times with the Lord, then goes to a job that he couldn't stand and did it, and made the best of it, and then come home and preach a Bible study and talk with his kids and cook dinner and be with his wife and hold hands with his wife and, you know, still find time to study the God, study the word of God. So all that stuff was influential to me and seeing him do that made a lasting impression on me to this day. Uh, we still talk every week and he's a kingdom man. If I've ever seen a kingdom man by God's grace, though, because he's still a man, <laughs> you know, so Amen. seeing Amen. that, seeing those Amen. two, those two guys um, being able to see one, physically and knowing one in the spirit um has been instru- instrumental to me and it is guys out there that that don't have their names but putting it in behind the scenes exactly exactly and um <clears throat> and when you see the scriptures come alive when you see people putting um what they've learned and applying it to their lives and you see the results of it um, and by all means, we're not talking about right. perfection. You know, yeah. we're not talking about every everybody lies becomes, you know, lily fields and rainbows. Um, it's just it's just how you respond to life and how they respond to life and seeing how they respond to life. I mean, traumatic experiences, mm-hmm. tragedies, you know, and the way that and the way that they respond to it based on what's in them. It's the God in them that helps them to respond to these things in a godly way with the grief, you know, with the hurt, Um, because those feelings are real. But it's all about, you know, applying God's word to your life and trying to live it as best you can. And and we've seen great examples of that. And it helps you grow and it, 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 it gives you a desire to want to to be a better a better man because you see the the fruit that they're producing and um and you hope that you you're that same thing for somebody else you know you hope that you'll be that example for someone else but it has to be intentional living intentionally for eternity that word intentional is 
Oh. Another word for purpose, right? <laughs> you got a purpose to do those things. Exactly. Uh, and you have to exactly. want to do it. But it, but it has it's, it must start off with a have to. I have to do this. Um, and then the more you do, do it, this. it turns to right. want to, right? Like Pastor U says. So yeah, I think that's 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 where I am. Um, and those kingdom men, like I said, those examples, like a Tony Evans, you know, seeing his life through his books and um, seeing you grow in your faith has helped me as well. So and there's a lot of other people I can name, but yeah, that's a good question. Very good question. So that we're gonna try to get out of here in like 40 minutes. I think we can do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it shall be done. So last week we talked about how the culture looks at manhood. They look at it through the three B's. Billfold, ball field, bedroom. Billfold, ball field, bedroom. I, I was I had to talk to my students at chapel the other day. And I was astonished at uh, something that Tom Brady said. I think I was telling you uh, something that Tom Brady said that kind of flies in the face of that, the way the culture looks at being fulfilled as a man. So Tom Brady, um, if you don't know who Tom Brady is, I don't know where you're living (laughs) and what rock you've been living (laughs) under. But Tom Brady is an NFL quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, spent most of his years in New England. And uh, I came across an interesting quote that he said the other he said about after his one of his third championship with New England. And uh, if 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 the bedroom ball field and the bank and the billfold were the things that fulfill a man, wouldn't he be the paragon, the ultimate example of that dad? Right? Yes. So he yes. has a he, oh, has, he a has supermodel a... wife. <laughs> Right, he has right. a supermodel wife. Uh, yeah. He has seven NFL championships, so he's a winner. He's rich, he's famous, and mm-hmm. he's handsome. Right, so he has all these things. Uh, and if anybody could say, "I have it all," in a sense, it could be him. Right, power. But listen right. to what he says. Right. Listen to what he says. So this is a interview he had right after winning his third Super Bowl with the Patriots. He says, a lot of times I think I get very frustrated and introverted and there's times where I'm not the person that I want to be. Why do I have three Super Bowl rings and still think there's something great out there for me? I mean, maybe a lot of people will say, hey man, this is what it is. I reach my goal, my dreams, my life. Me, I think, it's got to be more than this. I mean, mm. this can't be mm. what it's all cracked up to be. And then a reporter to end quote, and then the reporter comes back and says, so Tom, what is it? And he says these tragic words. I wish I knew. Mm. Amen. So. Amen. Again. Mm-hmm. Bedroom. Mm-hmm. Ball field, billfold. How's it going for you? Right. How's yeah. it going for you? Still got that hole. Still got that <laughs> right? emptiness. Still got that void. Ecclesiastes yeah. says um, that we have a God-sized hole in our heart that is so vast and right. so big in a human soul that only God can fill it. So Tom mm-hmm. Brady, let me tell you. That's the answer. 
Amen. That's Don't be answer. like the rich young ruler, right? Got everything. He asks, let me just make sure I'm covering all my tracks. What about this spiritual thing? This eternity thing that you keep talking about. I'm hearing people say, how can I get there? How can I inherit eternal life? You know, do this. Jesus says, do this and do that. Do this and do that. Oh, I did that since I was young, right? You self-righteous, so you're a liar, right? She <laughs> <laughs> said, oh, there's one thing you have. Yeah. Sell all your possessions and follow me. And the man walked away sad because he owned many possessions. Jesus yeah. said it's easy for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man into the kingdom of heaven. So be careful, right? Like we just got to be careful when we what we ask for, because certain things can be an eternal blow to your soul. You may, <laughs> Bible says, a man may receive the whole world but lose his soul. What is the profit of man to gain the whole world but lose your soul? Is there anything more precious than your soul? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get eternity mm-hmm. settled first, right? Um, so I just thought that was a good example. What you think? I think that's a great example because, like you said, it hits. It's everything. He has it all um, in the eyes of our culture, in the eyes of society, right? He has it all. But you're still not mm. joyful. You still don't have that joy. And and the only place to get that joy is Christ. Where, you know, it's through Christ that, you know, that, that surpasses everything. Um, and can't no one take it away from yeah. you. You know? So, yeah, so it is, it is, it is, um, it's, 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 it's amazing, uh, just how, how all that works together. Um, and they say, you know, Michael Jordan still is looking for something to drive him. <laughs> have a billionaire and he's still looking for competition to, 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 to drive him. You now, Pastor Zach, my pastor at First Baptist, um, he said, uh, you know, envy and competitive, competitiveness is what drives humanity the thought of i want right. what he has right. to drive a man to do crazy things even be productive in it ind- industrious in it but it's all after i want what he has so i think that's that was that was just really really important so as as we talk about purpose we just got to be very careful of what we put in all our stocks in uh and, and how we should go about trying to find it how do we find our purpose? How do we find out how we should live our life? How do we find out how to raise our children, how to be husbands, how to be a countryman, how to serve those who need us? What is the greatest thing or the greatest feeling in life? And Jesus said, it's better to give than to receive. And Christ said, I came to give my life as a ransom. I didn't come to be served, but to serve. And I think purpose is closely tied to that but that is so anti-cultural exactly exactly so mm-hmm. um yeah just understanding your purpose man i think it it grounds you mm-hmm. it really grounds you it really gives you a foundation to really start to um understand who you are recognize who you are and not be swayed by every different ideology that comes along just because it sounds good or it could be pleasing to your flesh. Um, so being rooted in your in your purpose is the place that you have to start and you have to understand it. Hmm. 
that's that's you have to understand it you know it's found here you go it's the fundamentals of life and it's foundational the fundamentals of life. you start with if you learn in basketball you start with the, you start with the foundation you learn the rules you learn how to dribble you shoot close to the rim you don't start shooting steph curry steph, steph curry range you learn the fundamental you learn you learn the <laughs> athletic stance you learn angles you learn how to play defense you learn how to all, all those things is what cultivates a great basketball player or a great ball player same thing in life you need the fundamentals of life who are you who are you why do you exist mm-hmm. what's wrong yep. with the world what's the solution right. four basic worldview questions everybody's going to have to ask who am i why do i exist right. what's wrong with the world what's the solution spend time thinking about that right you got to mm-hmm. get quiet to think about stuff like that though you got to turn off the noise but even if your life is noisy, God has a way of cutting through it, Dad. God has a way of getting your attention. Oh, yeah. He's going to reach you. He's going to get your attention. <laughs> Amen. 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 Uh, Amen. Our life point for today comes from uh, Dr. Miles Monroe book, uh, A Man's Purpose, Power and Purpose of a Man. And he said, for men to understand and grasp their purpose Men need a God-given identity if they are to fulfill their true purpose. We must learn what God originally intended for them. To do this, men must go back and rediscover the creator's original plan for both men and women. If males understand the purpose and responsibilities God has given them and the true design of their relationship with women, they can be free to fulfill their destiny and potential. They can be the men they were created to be. Mm. Um, Amen. That uh, your purpose comes from God. A man's purpose comes from God. So inevitably, on the other hand, on the other side of that, if a man's purpose does not come from God, what will it come from that in your from your perspective? It will come from the adversary and the adversary is the one who's really uh, driving this society. Um, We know that men, men always feel like they need to be a part of something, right? So you're either going to be a part of what's good for society or or, or the kingdom, or you're going to be a part of what's, what's the negative part of it. So we have Satan, we have the world and we have our flesh. Hmm. That's going to drive us. And the only way to to battle those things is to fill your soul, fill your spirit with the hmm. things of God. Hmm. And and <laughs> what are those things that give give men like rocks in their pockets that that keep them anchored? What has anchored you in your life, Dad? What has anchored you from going beyond who you, going beyond who you know yourself to be? What what gives you a solid foundation on this is who I am? I'm not moving from it because I know who I am. What has God done in your life that helped you with that? Well. If you know my testimony for a long time, even before I accepted Christ, 
the one thing that I asked and struggled with was what was my purpose? You know, that that was before I accepted Christ. That's before I really understood the gospel or anything. I would just be getting these moments where I would say and I would feel I would, I would feel that void in my life. I would feel it. I, I, I recognized it. And um, and for for me, I didn't do great things. I wasn't, you know, but for me, I had a lot of great fortune or I had the opportunity to do some wonderful things in my life, but they didn't fulfill me, you know? So and I used to be like, what, what's my purpose? What is this all for? What is really going to, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? And when I heard and I understood the purpose, just the general purpose why God created us was to glorify him. That settled it for me. Mm. That settled it for me because that told me basically simplicity, everything just, just down to the core. You were created to glorify God. So once I heard that and once I understood it, that grounded me, that gave me all of the foundation that I needed. And it built upon Mm. that because first of all, what am I first? I am a Christian Mm. first, Mm. right? Say so. Then I'm a man, right? So. Then I'm a black man, right? So everything builds upon that. I'm, 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 I belong yeah. to God, and He, God created me, and He created me a man, and He created me an African American mm-hmm. man. So the most important thing that I recognize and I know to stay out of my feelings, to stay out of, um, my pride is that it's God first. I'm a Christian first. That's my name. I am Christ-like before everything else. So that's what grounded me. And then understanding, you know, later on and through studying and through being introduced to certain things or different things by, you know, pastors and leaders and everything, understanding what I supposed to do as a man. Added more rocks mm. to my pocket, you know, those things that we talked about on the last podcast about what is a man, yeah. you know, what, what what's the what's the godly definition of a man or manhood? And we talked about we listed mm. those things, you know, rejecting passivity, yeah. living responsibly, living courageously, those type of things that those help ground you because now, you know, you know, I don't know your purpose, but, you know. What what God has given you, you know, now you know your responsibilities yeah. as a man, and and what you're what you what you're supposed to be living right. out as a man. So really understanding my purpose, as simple as it is, but as monumentous as it is, is that I'm here to glorify God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's beautifully said. You know? confession i think the westminster confession says uh, what is the chief in the man and the answer is uh it's, it's a series of question and answers and the answer to that question is to glorify god and enjoy him forever more mm. amen so flesh and blood did not reveal that to you my brother right <laughs> so uh first corinthians right. 10 31 says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. 
even to the most minuscule thing as eating and drinking, it better be to the glory of God. Why? Because he's worthy. He's worthy, dad. Amen. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, so worthy. I, it's not wasteful. It won't. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I just think, I just think one of the things that, that, that helped me, that helps me, gives me some rocks is knowing that, huh, somebody purchased me with their blood mm. they yeah they were so committed to a relationship with me that they died in my place that's rocks that's rocks and not only did they die, they was raised for me and lives now, always interceding on my behalf. He's committed to me. So me trying to prove myself to people, why? Being envious of someone else, why? Not to say I don't struggle with that, but why? Trying to fulfill and get the affection and honor of other men, why? God has, I have God's attention now. God has given me his attention. The creator of all the world, all the universe, as vast as it is, is in relationship with me. Listen to this. Uh, he says uh, in 1 Corinthians 6, <laughs> in regards to a man's sexual life and why he should guard it and why it's important for him to guard it and why God takes it so seriously. This is another rock in my pocket. Um, for me and listen to the words and there's a reason I'm bringing this out it says flee sexual immorality every other sin a person commits is outside the body but the person who is sexually immoral sins against his own body listen to this verse 19 do you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you whom you have from God you are not your own for you were bought at a price so glorify God with your body. Push the most rocks in it. Rocks in my pockets is that life is not mm. about me. Amen. You are Amen. not your own for you were bought at a price. So glorify God with your body. Again, what we say, rather you eat or drink, do it for the glory of God. Every part of your body in existence Everything that you do, everything is supposed to be towards the glory of God. Do we do that, Dad? No. <laughs> no. 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 No, we don't. Because your favorite Plain word simple. for relationships and why they fail is what? Selfishness. Foolishness? Selfishness. Or unselfishness. Or selfishness. Selfishness. Yes. selfishness. Here we go again. Yes. I've said it many times on this podcast. If you want a beautiful and joyous, prosperous relationship, pursue selflessness. If you want a relationship that's on the rocks yes. for divorce and it's going to be broken very quickly, pursue selfishness. So God is saying, you are not your own. I bought you. I purchased you with the son of my blood, the, <clears throat> the blood of my son. <clears throat> and you 
will bring me glory. And your highest, mm. but, oh, but the, wow. the, it's just saying that goes around in, in <clears throat> our church. And I think it's more reform circles says for God's glory and for our good. Mm. The best life you'll mm-hmm. have is when you're glorifying <laughs> God. Because his glory, it as you is. reflect I him, agree with that wholeheartedly. as you reflect him, you get a reflection of a good life. This is what life was meant to be. Mm-hmm. You can go all the way back to the garden and walk in the cool of the day with the Lord. See, what happens is that when we sin, God said you'll return to the dust. So everything of your everything about your life will be now, instead of it being pointed heavenward, now it's earth, now it's earthly. Colossians says, rid yourself of these earthly desires and passions that lead to death. See, when man sinned, their eyes went from looking up to looking down. So where they were where they originally to look to, to look to God for every one of their needs, now sin comes in the world and they look to the world to provide it. And we still doing that to this day. Yes. But you'll never find your purpose in this mm-hmm. world. But the thing about God is he is so great that if you want to find purpose in the world, he will use your life. Even if you don't know him, he'll use your life to advance his glory and use what you think is your purpose to advance his kingdom. And you still miss out. Yes, he will. And you still miss out on what yes, life is about because you never saw mm-hmm. him. So that's what they get the adage. Right. There ain't no U-Haul following that hearse. Because mm. it, it's, it's a day that's you. appointed for you to die. Then comes the judgment. And what are you going to bring to judgment day? Job says, naked I came into the earth, naked I shall leave. You're going to be bad. What you going to mm-hmm. say, Lord, you want my Tesla? <laughs> Does he not own every cow on a thousand right. hills? <laughs> God need with a Tesla, bro. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, but I, I'm right. not going. I, I'm I'm being a little right. tongue in cheek, but what I'm saying is, none of that. Even having a test is not bad. What I'm saying is, get eternity settled first, because once you have salvation, right? Yeah. <laughs> Fred has a song called "Simply Put," um, and he says, uh, "I found the greatest gift wrapped in your salvation." Mm-hmm. It's pretty much more yes. simple than it seems. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the greatest gift is God's salvation to mankind. And what is salvation? What is true life? To know him and the one he sent, Jesus Christ. John 17. That's where purpose is coming from. Amen. You're getting rocks in your pockets. So we want to be rock. We want to be rocks. A man um, that has no purpose is like what Jesus talked about in Matthew 7. 24 and 25 um, 25 24 through 26 when he says you know if a man hears my voice and builds his life on my words he's like a man that built his house on rocks when the rain come and the torrents come and blows against that house and the wind tries to knock it down what does it do what does it do dad it stands oh it's, it's built on a rock <laughs> it's oh, built I'm on a rock sorry. it stands right, right. I'm sorry because it's built on who words your right. words Joe Rogan's no. words, uh, Word President God. Biden's word, LeBron James' word. No, his words. Paul his says, words, where are exactly. we going to go? I mean, Peter said, where are we going to go? We have You have the words of life. 
his words are powerful. Mm-hmm. They're immutable. They're everywhere. They're constant um, help for us. He said, but there's another man that hears my word, but doesn't obey. His house is built on sand. Mm-hmm. Right. When the winds come, when the wind comes and the rain torrents comes and it beats up against his house and the winds blow against his house, he his house crashes. And he says, a mighty crash, dad. A mighty crash. Mm-hmm. An eternal blow. Right. So God through Christ is saying, hey, here you go. Build your life on this. And you'll be like a man that's strong, who can endure the tough times in life. Because that is life hard. Life is hard and life it's going to come. Hard and it's, it, it is unbiased. It affects everybody at every yes. level. Life is hard and it's going to come. And Jesus is saying, oh, it's mm-hmm. coming. But based on how you build mm-hmm. your house, come on, three little pigs. <laughs> Based on how you build your house, you build it on <laughs> straw, you build it on sticks, or you build it on a rock, bricks. Yes, to cultivate a purposeful life, Dad, takes time. It takes time. It's not, it's not. Yes, it does. It's not fast it food work. living. No, taking good, <laughs> good food takes time to cook. So it's doing the same thing, right? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Why you have to use that attitude? Why you have to use that one? <laughs> Good man, I'm just, I'm, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm talking, poking fun at myself as well. <clears throat> exactly, bro. Like, man, that it, eating doesn't take <laughs> it does. all that. But Good food takes time to Good cook, bro. So, same thing with a life. Yeah. <laughs> same thing with a life. You, you, <laughs> to cultivate this holy, godly, controlled, self-controlled life. It takes time looking in that mirror of God's word. That's where you find your purpose. That's right. where you find your purpose. But here we go. Amen. It ain't finding your purpose. God gives you your purpose. Two totally different things, mm-hmm. bruh. Yeah. Two totally it different things. That's that's one of the things of an inheritance. You don't go looking for an inheritance. Mm-hmm. It's given to you. When God blesses someone, Amen. he gives them. He blesses. He gives it. It's in his hands. Mm-hmm. Ogalonzo always said it to me if you want to get to know who you are son get to know God wow <laughs> if you wow. want to know who you are go to the one who created you go to the one who created yep. you and don't think for one second because here we go Rick Warren and those other guys purpose driven faith purpose driven life all that stuff I know it helped you a little bit but what, what they what they rarely ever say is that your purpose ain't going to be Skittles and butterflies. It's just because right. you find your purpose don't mean you live in. No, bro. Paul's purpose was to suffer. <laughs> he was beaten. Yeah. Ultimately, his head was cut off. He was persecuted. He was ran out of towns. He was lied against, sinned against, broken hearted. Everything. Abundant life, Ray Comfort says, you know, we try to really make abundant life more than what it is. He said abundant just means full. Full. You'll have a full life. You'll have a That's full life. Exactly. He said, what was Paul's life? Full of exactly. beatings, <laughs> swords, shipwrecks, heartbreak. <laughs> so yes, Jesus promised came through. It was full. It was abundant. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when yes. we say purpose, I think we yeah. have the wrong idea that, oh, <laughs> I'm blessed. I'm living my purpose because I'm being blessed right now. No, a blessed man also suffers. Would you say Jesus was blessed? 
uh, yeah. Mm. What was his life? He said, uh, mm-hmm. den, uh, foxes have dens, birds have nests, but the son of man doesn't have a place to hold his head. Rest, 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 rest his head. So, uh, yeah, but was Jesus blessed? I mean, he is the one that gave us the beatitude, what it means to be blessed. So I would think he blessed. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Dad? Why are you laughing? Yes, Lord. No, I, 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 I find humor in simplicity, bro. Because we try to complicate so many things. Yeah. So to hear it broken down in the simplest terms, man, just go. It's, Wait, am it's, I, it's is this simple what me. I'm saying? It really is. <laughs> it's very simple. It's very, it's very simple. It's, it's very basic stuff, man. And 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 when we talk about our roles and we talk about you know this this foundation that we get in through Christ, not only does God give you your purpose, He created you, He He, he tells you what, you, but then He gave you a true and living example, yeah, of how to do it. He doesn't just didn't just leave us down here, you know. Everything in the Old Testament pointed to Christ, yeah, right. So he was always talking about his son. He was always talking about Jesus. So he was always giving us an example of how to live this life. Amen. You know, and and, and then Jesus walked the earth and and all of these people, man, even though their lives, as you talk about Paul, even though he had a lot of suffering and and a lot of uh, turmoil and everything, his life and what he's left behind is so still prevalent and this is what we're living off today. Yeah. You know? So his, the, his, his, his life served its purpose. Preach, bro. No matter how it ended, no matter what he went through, it stood the test of time. It's still here. You know, we're still talking about Paul. We're still talking about all of these great, uh, biblical examples that yep. we have and, and their lives were lived according to their listen, purpose. Listen to this, Dad. And that's a perfect segue into what I wrote today. Praise God. Listen to Paul's <clears throat> last words. It's amazing to hear. And you can die like this. This is when you know your purpose, when God is giving you your purpose and you walk, and you walk in that in authority and confidence, not arrogance, but confidence. This is what God created me to do. Listen to how you can die. Listen to how your last words can sound. And tell me if Paul did not live out his purpose. Listen to this. I solemnly, this is uh, 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 8. His last words to his son, Timothy, in the faith. I solemnly charge you before God in Christ Jesus, who is going to judge the living and the dead, and because of his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and teaching. For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, will multiply teachers for themselves because they have an itch to hear what they want to hear. They will turn away from hearing the truth and will turn aside to miss. But as for you, exercise self-control in everything. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. For I'm already being poured out as a drink offering and the time for my departure is close. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. There's reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, <clears throat> the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not only to me, but to all those who have loved his appearing. That's how he closed the book to Timothy. The last words he ever spoke to his mm, son. Now again. 
what do you say? For I'm already being <clears> poured <throat> out as a drink offering, and the time for my departure is closed. I have fought the good faith. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. That is a beautiful thing. You can die confidently when you've done that. When you've given your life. Because you're living. You're yes. living for eternity. You're living, living for intentionally eternity. for eternity. <clears throat> and I think I think that's the. Yes. And this is it's crazy. It's such a stark parallel to Moses's last words as I was studying it this morning. It's so close. And I, mm-hmm. I may get into it later. I don't want to take up too much time, but it's 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 it, it, it's stark. It, it's stark that it's, it's a start. Yeah. And it's you can like to you said, like you said, Paul will always be remembered in our hearts and our minds, because when people live out their God given purpose, they affect change. Yes. But exactly. change that benefits not only eternity, but also time. <laughs> Ooh, say not so. only eternity, but also time. Mm-hmm. And God has created everything for his purpose, as Proverbs says, even the wicked for the day of disaster. And mm. everything. He's in control, bro. He's in, he's in total control. He's sovereign. He is because because we're living. We're you know it's his permissive will yeah. and his perfect will. You know he's going to allow things to happen. Yeah, and if you're living in his will, he's he's gonna he's gonna bless you. And all things work for the good yeah. of those who love God. Right? Yeah. All things. So, so the scriptures come come to life, man, when you really think about it. And, and God is, like you said earlier, God is going to use what he needs yeah. to use, you know, to get accomplished what he wants Amen. to get accomplished. Amen. He is. Um, and I think in Proverbs it says, no counsel, no, no way of man, no wisdom will pervert God's purposes. Mm. Come on. So because God has purpose. And we're made in God's image. Inevitably, he gives us purpose. But because of sin, because we've sinned and because God is holy, God cannot interact with us the way that we need to be interacted with in order to know who we are. That's why Jesus had to come and die. That's why Jesus came to die. Not only to restore a relationship between God and man and be a mediator, but also to show us, like you said earlier, what it means to live out your purpose. Yes. But sin clouds those things. Sin perverts those things. Sin um, changes our judgment and we stop looking towards God. We stop looking towards God and we look towards ourselves. So now the big push is look inward. Do you. Mm. That's the message now. And that's the message that's been since Genesis 3. That's the message that Satan came yeah. to Eve with. No, no, no. Let's hold on. Hold on real quick. God's holding out on you. God holding out on you. You right. really don't know what you want. Like, did, did he, he really, really say, say that? Yeah. Question her identity. Right. Did he Question really her say purpose. That? They right. love God. They were loving on God. They expected God to be around. They talked at a certain point of the day. Everything they needed was lavishly, abundantly supplied to them. But a voice came and said, wait, I don't think you have any everything you need. Something God holding out on you. 
Why would he hold that? Why why he say why can't you eat from that tree? If he really loved you, he would have gave you everything. I mean everything. But we all know that love has bounds, yeah. Dad. And we all know that our yes, love is really shown in our obedience to him. You know what I mean? Mm. If you love, love me, me, you obey my commands. So <clears throat> sin has perverted that in our in our minds. It has affected every part of our bodies, our minds, and our souls. The deepest part of who we are is affected by sin. So what happens is man stopped living, yeah. living for God and man lives for himself. And then when that happens, all hell breaks loose in our lives and every life that we yeah. encounter. The reason the world is like it is right now because they're in rebellion towards God. Listen to what Miles Moreau says. Since God created everything with a purpose, both males and females need to go to him if they want to know their true reason for being. If they try to change his plans or fight against them they are in essence fighting against themselves because they're working against their own nature their own makeup the way they function best based on the manufacturer's design <laughs> amen <laughs> amen <laughs> if men knew who they really are says miles moreau and their true reason for being then their confusion, anger, and destructive behavior could be replaced with purpose, with purposefulness, confidence, and a building up of society. When men don't know who they are and their purpose in this world, we experience a myriad of cultural problems. Book of Amen. Judges. Young men terrorizing the land. Terrorizing the land. People couldn't even walk in modern terms, they couldn't even walk to the store without being robbed by raiders. They couldn't even mm. walk. Sounds familiar. Sounds real familiar. Book of Judges, but the main theme of that story is what? Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. That's what we're exactly. living in. Terror in our streets. Young men care nothing about life. Not their owns and dang shit, dang shit, sure no one else's. They going mm-hmm. after grandmothers, grandfathers, babies, adults, children. They don't care. Ravaging the land. Why? No purpose. They don't know who they are. And if men of God are going to step up, some of us, honestly, the God honest truth, we're going to suffer, maybe even to death, because the enemy is not going to relinquish that easily. That's his territory, Dad. Come on, no, we know the work of the flesh. We know anger and violence, outbursts of outbursts of uh, anger and division and decision. We know who that comes from. You said it earlier. We know who that comes from. And when you live like that, it literally shows you you don't know who you are. Because people ought not act like that. But they were ravishing the land. They ought not act like that. that. <laughs> Oh, not, not like that. Why are you laughing at me, Dad? <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah, not, funny. People not that God didn't uh, create people yeah. to act like that. If he's, I mean, no. Ecclesiastes, God no. made man upright, but sin has deceived them. We got to get back to the Creator, bro. And the only way you get back to Him, Jesus says, "I'm the way." The truth and the life. No man sees the Father unless he goes through me. It got to be through him. It has to be Jesus, Dad. Let's wrap up, man. Let's wrap up. Listen to this. This is a really good quote. 
Uh, it's it's kind of it's, it's lengthy, but just stay in there with me. Stay in there with me. It's really good. It's from a book called Biblical uh, Manhood by Stuart Scott. He says a man will be better able to fulfill God's intentions as he puts off sin and grows in Christ likeness. There are many sins that will keep a man from possessing these qualities and fulfilling his God given roles. Some of them are fear of man, pride, laziness, selfishness, idolatry, for example, work, money, possession, success, one's wife and a lack of trust in God and his truth. A real man will, by God's grace, strive to put off these things and any other that stands in the way of his masculinity. He will seek God's help to implement all of these godly Christ-like qualities into his daily affairs. So what does it mean to be a real man? Answer. It means not to trust in one's own judgment about masculinity, but instead to cling to the fact that there are absolutes outlined in the word of God. It means understanding the basic characteristics of mankind and recognizing that there should be a difference between the genders. Between the genders, it means possessing saving faith in and a likeness to the person of Christ. It means striving to emulate the qualities that God outlines for godly men in the church. Finally, it means to capitalize on the specific qualities needed to fulfill our God given roles. In short, it means living out a biblical worldview of masculinity. Can we have an amen? Amen. That wrap it all together. It does. It really does. And and some of the main points is that first of all, you can't yeah. do it alone. You just you just can't do it alone. You know, and we have we have the example of Christ. And and once you know once once you know you have no excuse. Once you know better, you you know. You have no excuse. You ought to do better. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't continue to use the excuse, you know, that this is who I am. This is how God made me. No. No. Mm-mm. No. This is what sin brought mm-hmm. into the world. Say but so. God made you for a whole nother purpose. To glorify him. So it's it's that that was a wonderful uh, way to wrap everything up there. Amen, it really bro. was. Amen. Here, here, here it is. Here it is. And we gone. When you have idolatry in your heart, idolatry is a noun. An idol is a noun. Any person, place, or thing that takes the place of God in your life. Is that simple enough? <laughs> uh, idol yes, is, is a noun. Any person, place, or thing that takes the place of God in your life. Simple, but hard to understand, right? When you yeah. are idolater, when you practice idolatry, it inevitably leads to your depravity. Not my mm. words from Romans. It's a what you worship is what you will become. The man who worships sex has the potential of becoming a pedophile, a, a, mm. a sexual abuser, a adulterer, a, inc- a person who commits incest. Why? Things we ought not do, you do it because sex is your God. You do scandalous things, scandalous things. Because what are you worshiping? 
Sex. Someone's That's what you're worshiping, overweight, yeah. you can say they're worshiping food. If someone's mm-hmm. a workaholic, we know they're worshiping work. If someone's a perfectionist, a perfectionist, they're worshiping self-righteousness. If someone is a a a a, a murderer, we know he worships violence. We're gonna end off this. And like you said, mm-hmm. it's no Come excuse. On. It's no excuse. For God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Since what can be known about God is evident among them because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes. That is his internal power and divine nature have been clearly seen since the creation of the world being understood through what he has made. As a result, people are without excuse for though they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became worthless and senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling resembling mortal man, birds, four-footed animals, and reptiles. Therefore, God delivered them over in the desires of their hearts to sexual impurity so that their bodies were degraded among themselves. They They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served what has been created instead of the creator who is praised forever. Amen. For this reason... God delivered them over to disgraceful passions. Their women exchanged natural sexual relations with natural unnatural ones. The men in the same way also left natural relations relations with women and were inflamed in their lust for one another. Men committed shameless acts with men and received in their own persons the appropriate penalty of their error. And because they not think it worthwhile to acknowledge God, God delivered them over to corrupt mind so that they do what is not right. They are filled with all unrighteousness, evil, greed, and wickedness. They are full of envy, murder, quarrel, deceit, and malice. They are gossip, slanderers, God-haters, arrogant, proud, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, senseless, untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. Although they know God's just sentence, that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but even applaud others who practice them. That's a life with no purpose right there. Better find your purpose. Don't miss eternity. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that uh, one thing that that we will be remiss if we don't mention is after all of the stuff that we've said today, um, somebody might be asking them, "Okay, that's all well and good. That sounds really good. But how, how, how do I? How do I do this? How do I implement this? How do I apply this to my life? How do I make a difference? Right. And one thing that we are, we both know is dealing with with Alonzo is that once you come to him and you, you, you know, you state your issue, whatever, whatever. And he gives you sound advice. The one thing that he'll ask you that gets things moving is now, how are we going to practically apply this to your life? Amen. Right. How you, how are we going to implement this? Because you just can't learn something, hear something and walk away and not do anything about it. How, how are you going to apply it to your life? How are you going to apply it to, to um, your household and so on and so forth? And the first thing we have to do is understand, like we talked about, you have to know your purpose for yourself. You know, you have to know God's purpose. You have to walk in, you have to understand it, you have to study it and you have to apply it. And if you feel like you're already there now, you have to what pastor has told us recently is that you have to multiply yourself, right? Because you can't do it all by yourself. So now you have to 
to share it and pour into others so that you can affect their lives. So the one thing that we have to do is now we have to affect the lives of those in our social circle and our social on our social influence under our sphere of influence is what I was trying to say. So it becomes like that pebble in the water, Amen. that ripple effect. You start pouring into your sons, your daughters, they start affecting their friends. They start affecting their friends. It, and once kids start learning, then you, you, you got other parents who like, okay, what is the stuff that we're talking about here? Let me Amen. see what my child is doing. It's that yeah. pebble effect. So you start to affect your house for, first. You take care of your household first. That's how you multiply yourself. And as you touch your kids and they touch their people, you touch your church, you touch your community, you touch your state, and it's just a ripple Amen. effect. We just multiply ourselves. And you trust God to bring the increase. You just trust God to handle what he what he's going to handle. Because people are going to come up against you. People, there's going to be issues. You just have to trust God to remove those things as you live obe- obedient to him. That's how we affect change. First, starting in your own house and those under your sphere of influence. God must work in you before he can work through you. That's what you're saying, bro. That's what Amen. you're saying. You got to work in you before he That's can work in, through you. And That's how God's going to work in you, the main agent is his word. It's his word. Men have to read. You have to Amen. read, bro. You have to. I can. We can talk. We can dialogue. But you have to read that at some point, right? We could talk about working out all day, but if you never go to the gym, it's just futile. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta do something, right? Yeah. You, never like you can know it. You can watch it on YouTube. You can listen <laughs> right. to people talk about lifting weight. But at some point, you gotta do it. You know what I mean? You have to do it. You have to go and practice it. Yeah. So my my response to that question, which is good, it's going to be biblical. I'm going to just read a passage, which is Psalms 1. And I think this is a good foundation for men to start. Um, it says, how happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in a pathway with sinners or sit in the com- company of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction. and He meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears his fruit in this season and his leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prosper. But the wicked are not like this. Instead, they are like shaft that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand up in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. Wraps up what we talking about, Dad. If anything that this podcast is showing you, if you see things in your life Amen. that needs to be changed, that's cricket. The Lord makes crooked paths straight. Go to him. Ask people to read the Bible with you. Open up the Bible for yourself today. See what God said to you. It's his love letter to humanity. God has revealed himself through his word. We have to pick up and read. So that would be my advice. That's my practical thing. That's what's helped me so much. And that leads to so many different questions. As you say that you read the Bible and you start looking up maps and commentary it's just like man this is good stuff if you win it you know what i mean so um if you're crying out what must i do to be saved today trust in jesus christ get to know him talk to your pastor reach out do what you need to do to get to know the lord amen dad i love you bro it's been a good time i enjoyed you man we did it we did it on the i love you too does we did it under hours. As always. Make it hours. So I'm thankful. <laughs> Barely. This has been the Life Podcast. Living intentionally right. for 
eternity. Y'all have a great week. We'll be out. We'll see you later. Peace.